Hello and welcome to Gully Boys of Cricket, the boys of fans. The Gully Boys is a podcast where fans can speak their mind and also keep share the trophy request to ICC alive. I'm your host Prakash Vadva and today we have Priyansh Chandra from India joining us. Hello and welcome Priyansh. Hello Prakash and I hope you are doing great. Yes, I am doing great and I hope all our listeners everyone is doing great as well staying safe staying healthy in these uncertain times. So tell us more Priyansh you're staying safe? Yep and I hope rest of us all the viewers and everybody in this world is following the guidelines of government. Yes, it's uh, the shape of uh, this world is looking different everything has changed so dramatically in just a couple of weeks we will talk a little more about the situation you know how cricket comes out of it different once this thing is over but the main subject of this conversation is going to be the coal pack deal which is something priyansh you have suggested so get us going on that what is the coal pack deal and why do we need to talk about it now so before i get started with coal pack deal let's talk about the conditions that led to its rise so in 1995 court of justice stated no resident of european union should be restricted from working in another part of eu on grounds of their nationality now maras kolpak a handball player from slovakia who was legally a resident of germany and was not offered a contract because their team already had two non european union citizens and he filed a lawsuit against it stating that he was a member of european union and they ultimately ruled in favor of mr kolpak so as it stands now the people or the players from countries that are part of european union association agreements which are free trade treaties between the european union and other countries also have the same right that is they have to be treated equivalent to a european union player that includes countries like the islands of jamaica other islands of west indies as well then zimbabwe south africa this is what led to coal pack now as we all know we generally hear coal pack deal in cricket because of south african players and the mass exodus that has recently taken place and the reason being brexit which was always going to happen and it finally did happen in late january as it stands the south african players can no longer sign coal pack deals they're also they won't be able to complete their contracts so to manage that pca has decided that two overseas players will be allowed in county cricket from the next season I, now i'm going to list the players from only 2014 mind the fact this is only 2014 coal pack has been going on from way longer time in fact first cricketer was signed in 2004 the list goes colin ingram from south africa alviro peterson from south africa brendan taylor and kyle jarvis from zimbabwe fidel edwards from west indies richard levy from south africa ravi rampal from west indies hardis williams simon hammer stian vanzeel and riley russo kyle abbott darren smith all from south africa moshan delange from south africa again hainokon mone mokal Wayne Parnell, Vernon Philander, Dwan Olivier, and even Hashim Amla, Miguel Cummins, Shivnarayan Chandrapal, all these players are now signed by one county or another. Zimbabwe's blessing Mozarabani, who was seen as a hope for future, he is now signed to Northampton as well. 
Well, that's a long list of players. Now, one of the things which uh, stood out for me was it isn't a very old treaty or an agreement. You said 2004 was the first player. And for some names, I can understand it was probably a good move in that stage of their career to go and play for a English county towards the end of their career. But for some, as you said, it could be early on or middle of their career, which is a loss to their national team. And you also mentioned that England is or PCA is going from one, allowing one international player to two international players to basically balance the changes to Colpac coming out of Brexit. The central question for me is why, because England is that magnet of players pulling in players from all these different countries who can do this Colpac deal. Why, why does England need those foreign players? Well, firstly, we should understand the player's point of view. And it's important to mention that even Faf was going to end up playing for a county only for De Villiers to convince him otherwise. But the main reason that is that South African currency rand is nowhere near as strong as the European pound. So it's obviously more to do with the money thing. And even Kyle Abbott was asked about it, whether he didn't want to play for his country, test cricket more for South Africa. He simply said that he only had few more years ahead of him as a performer in which he had to earn. So he had to feed his family. He had a young family. Now, counties mainly sign it because you know that a strong domestic structure leads to a strong international structure. Facing someone like Kyle Abbott, Mon and Mokal, it's you know, you're almost getting international quality opponents without actually playing international cricket. So that makes a huge difference. That's very well explained. So it's both sides of the story. Players are getting something and the counties are getting something. You know, I was trying to get my head around, say one international player earlier was okay. And then the counties were working around the system with the Colpac deal to get the second player, let's say. But with the Colpac gone, they're actually would be able to bring the two players anyways. So Colpac in some ways was a work around the system. It wasn't like a straight thing. Would that be right to say? Colpac basically required you to have represented your national team for a certain time. I, I'm not sure, but I guess it was one year. So Colpac also made it necessary that when you played for the certain county, when you were signed under that county, you could uh-huh. still play domestic cricket in your home country, but you could not be eligible to represent them at international level. The main point is how will Cricket South Africa treat those players? Like Riley Russo, left on really bad terms with the coach Otis Gibson. He wa- Otis Gibson was really close to Riley and he was disappointed that he only messaged them via text. And he was also quite open about the loss of Kyle Abbott, openly stating that now they didn't know who was going to open the bowling in Champions Trophy 2017 because Kyle Abbott was the one chosen for it. And Duan Olivier, he took 30-odd wickets in a three-test series and then immediately after a series after that signed Colpac. So all these things just lead to very bad relationship between the players and the boat that they are originally coming from. And with this all ending now, it's going to be very interesting how things pan out. I am honestly not expecting the likes of Riley Russo to come back. He will most likely end up as a T20 freelancer because he's given up on red ball already. He's only plays now limited overs cricket. But for others like Kyle Abbott and others who, Kyle Abbott, especially someone who has a lot of potential in red ball, 
maybe we can still see him in south african jersey one day you mentioned a couple of very interesting things in there which on which i want to build on now first of all uh, even the foreign players look up to the county circuit because it's such a rich cricket culture and there is so much to learn from there and i feel somewhere you know that whole bondage that if you go and play there then you can no longer play for your international team i you know it was what it was but i feel all right that going forward if two international players are allowed so that way you know even the players are free to play for their country if they want in the off season so that's a good deal for me overall and i can totally understand the whole situation with the players going there for more for their financial security and to keep playing at a certain high level of cricket as well if they are getting towards you know the end of their career i do want to come to the other thing you mentioned in there which was the t20 circuit and i was just wondering if this whole ipl thing and the t20 leagues around the world is that changing this environment altogether because the same financial security and the monetary terms you talked about all that is now available through these leagues as well yeah definitely it's probably not right now because colpack is in was in full flow till last year but now with it gone it's probably the future lies in this t20 circuit there are multiple players mainly the west indians who have adopted this we all know the biggest one of them is chris gale and andre russell and even karan polard who go there but there are other players as well who have given up on even central contracts like mitchell mcclenaghan he was in fact offered a new zealand central contract and he gave up gave up on it because he wanted to pursue as a t20 freelancer so yeah that is definitely where future lies ahead for many more players especially those white ball specialists so we are coming to the end of an era here which lasted about 15 years or so with the colpack deal so does that make the south african camp happy you think a major drawback of having colpack is even as a domestic cricketer is that you can only play for your home domestic side let's pick up hinokon he is signed under a colpack for kent he played for titans now he can still play for titans but he can only play for them when he is off the county season if the county season or any other part of english season is going on he cannot play for titans that's one of the conditions under the colpack deal like dean villas had he been given a longer run he could have probably been the number one south african keeper right now their current test keeper because he was absolute quality but even if he didn't make it to the senior team for a long time he was he would still have been there in you know the cape cobra set up for a longer duration than he was or he is right now that would definitely enhance the quality of domestic cricket colpack increases the standard of domestic cricket in england it equally devoids or decreases the standard of quality cricket in the countries the host countries that it takes its player from one of the conditions to this colpack deal is that the person should have played international cricket for a considerable period of time now if that person is completely being picked out of that country and is not going to come back and play at any level for that country that's that's a loss cumulatively if you add up all these names and players and years cumulatively lot of experience lot of uh, knowledge on cricket going out of your country i wonder if ever the foreign players think about coming in 
just like playing the Ranji Trophy games here. Has India ever thought about letting a foreign player in? Have you ever heard of that concept? In regards to India, I haven't exactly heard of that stuff, like something similar to foreign players playing in Ranji Trophy. But yeah, an interesting thing I would like to mention is the former Hong Kong captain, Anshuman Rath. Him and Nizakat Khan opened and scored 140 or 170-odd when they were chasing 270 and almost gave India a run for their money. Last Asia Cup 2018. Do you remember him? Yes, yes. I've heard his name. I've read his interview as well. So now he left Hong Kong cricket saying that he wanted to play test cricket. So he's come to India, probably playing club cricket in Vidarbha. It's going to be very, very tough for him to do it. But we might see him in Indian colours someday. Yes, I believe that's exactly what I remember reading. That he was trying to break into test cricket. Uh, the other thing, you know, talking about the Ranji and foreign players, let's not forget the core, the central drive of the coal pack deal or the IPL. Take the example of IPL. I mean, this is really driven by the huge pay they get for those six weeks. You know, of course, uh, people will be getting that experience coming, playing in the Ranji Trophy matches. They'll experience the Indian pitches and conditions. But, you know, if they started getting that drive, something more than they get from their national countries, you know, that would be an additional factor or a big factor coming in. And I can see, you know, someday if something like that has to happen, which would be, again, very enriching for the cricketing world. If you can imagine Australian players or South African players coming to India and spending six months in the local circuit. Just imagine how different would that be for the bigger game, not just the T20 and the IPL, just the bigger good of cricket. So just, just an idea. In this uh, current situation, I do not anticipate uh, much of international cricket for a good few months. Even I saw the New Zealand cricket announce that their tours to Europe and West Indies in June and July are highly unlikely. So tell me, what do you feel? Like, how is cricket going to come out different from this situation? Do you see any careers or players who could be impacted by this long break in cricket? I honestly don't know what lies ahead of cricket now. You know, just these are very weird times. Like, I don't think there was ever a time other than World Wars then cricket, that cricket was stopped. Highly unlikely it was stopped in last 80-90 years for any reason. And now as things stand, there's a good chance that Australia closes its border for six months and there's no World T20 there as well. I have no idea how thing or when things will return to normal, if they will. You know, what bothers me mainly is that not the international players or even the domestic players because they have their contracts and that stuff is sorted out. I wonder how will it go for, you know, players from smaller countries like players from UAE. There were guys who were playing in Asia Cup and they were describing them that they played cricket as a part-time job and worked in petrol pumps and restaurants as their main job. Now, how will it go for them? Like, they only had uh, certain dates to represent their country in a calendar year and with this even those dates are washed out so there's a good chance that many of those careers will eventually end up as finished cause there's going to be just a huge gap between a couple of matches for them that that is true i believe it impacts one and all you know everyone in every sphere of life no matter what they're doing i believe everyone is getting impacted to some extent by this you talked about the semi-professionals here who have other professions to go with cricket. Even uh, some of the people who were at the very end 
of their career, like MS Dhoni, for example. This is like the extreme end of professionalism. We were probably looking forward to him coming back at some point, or A.B. de Villiers. I mean, these are the kind of names which just jump out at me, which show, you know, how uncertain everything is. We may never see them again in international colors. Who knows? So with that, uh, Priyansh, any final words? Let's pray and hope that these tough times get over sooner than later and all of us make it safe. Yeah, thank you so much, Priyansh, for an interesting discussion on Colpac. And again, we hope that everyone stays safe, stays healthy. Thank you so much for listening to Gully Boys of Cricket. We'll see you next time.